right, we're back. Tosh and Jerry podcast presented by 2TV Sports. I got Jerry here by my side as always. And today we're going to talk about the NBA. The finals is going on, Jerry. My Bucks in the NBA finals. We finally made it. Uh, we're down 1-0 as we record this. Game two is tonight. That's a big game for us. Plus, Jerry, we're talking all things NBA. NBA free agency, NBA draft. If you want to hear about baseball, the all-star game, all that, you got to go listen to the Love Letters Baseball Pod. I was on that last week. Jerry, I highly recommend you go listen to that. Me and Jay Rob had a great conversation. But today on the Tosh and Jerry Pod is all basketball, Jerry. Let's go. This is our bread and butter, and we're going to talk some NBA today. I mean, this is what we love, man. I got to start with, dude, Giannis played game one, and he looked good. He didn't look hurt. Um, I was surprised the breaking news came across probably like half an hour, maybe less before game time. I was fired up. I was like, sweet, we're going to get Giannis. I was like, he might be kind of hobbled. He looked good. It's just his supporting cast really let him down in game one. Uh, I mean, Giannis looked good. Giannis looked rested, and the rest of the Bucks team looked tired. And, yeah. Jerry, this is because the NBA screwed us over. We we played we – played Basically, two days before in Atlanta, we close them out game six in Atlanta. We we fly back to Milwaukee. We get to Milwaukee at about 4 a.m. on July 4th. So we have July 4th off. Then we have to go fly to Phoenix then basically the next day and play the next day. So we really did. We really barely even had a day off, you know, if you think about it. And this is exactly what I expected. I thought we'd come out sluggish. I thought Holiday wouldn't be attacking the rim. Holiday did nothing. He was honestly a net negative in that game. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, dude, I just chalked it up to we were tired. We were getting Giannis back in the mix. That game, it was still a game. I Going into it, I was like, all right, we're going to lose game one, game two. Let's get game two. Let's get one oh, of three or before, four. Before we get too far into this about how Chris Middleton's underrated, good or not, Tosh, I want to I get this out there. Tosh sent me and Drew a meme saying uh, about Chris Middleton saying he's overrated, then he gets really cold, then he's better than prime MJ. Let me repeat that. He sent us a meme that said he's better than prime MJ and then is underrated and properly. I mean, did you watch did you Chris watch Chris Middleton? No, no, no. That's what I call a hot <laughs> shooter. He's not anywhere close to prime MJ. That was an absolute joke. I didn't even respond to that because I couldn't even muster any semblance of a response. Because that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever had you sent to me, and I've had some ridiculous things. I mean, the point the point is is that Chris Middleton he'll have a, he'll have a bad game. He's Everyone streaky. Will say he he sucks. gets hot when he's hot. He'll obviously, he's he'll have a great out. game. Everyone will say he's he's good, and then he'll have an insanely good game, and and everyone will be on him, and then he'll have a. A uh, not great game. I, but. Hey, I've been saying he's the X factor. Still isn't this year. Every Buck series, he's the guy. You know what you're gonna get from Giannis, even if he's a little bit banged up, which he didn't look at even after the hyper. Yeah, you know, I. But, but what's, thing is, what's so up with I the think, Bucks? What, what's up with them putting PJ Tucker on Chris Paul? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't like. Well, the reason they did that is because they were switching everything, and when they were switching everything, they didn't want Drew Holiday to be guarding DeAndre Aiden the whole time. So they tried to put they tried to put Tucker, which is what they did against Trey Young the last two games. They put Tucker on the point guard. So then when Chris Paul does this, what he does every time, he just the pick and roll, range step back, sw- pick and roll. They switch it. They get the big man on Chris Paul. He just dribbles around, draws BS fouls, or shoots step back mid range jumpers. So like the the point and the point was to 
to when we're switching that to have someone bigger on Aiden and it it didn't really work. But also, Jerry, like Chris Paul was just making everything. Like we've seen times where Chris Paul's not making those and then he kind of just disappears and stops shooting. No, he was lights out game one. Absolutely. So Phoenix looked really well rested. And and I will remind you, Jerry, it's not like Phoenix won their series in less games than we did. Both series went six games. Mm -hmm. They had a week to prepare for us. We had basically a day where we didn't get any sleep because we got home at at four in the morning with the most uninspiring coach. You see, I mean, this is maybe a little bit of a tangent, but did you see they got into the locker room before the game and they were showing coach Bud and like what they were doing there. He was the most uninspiring dude. I stand by it. He is a Kevin Durant toe line away from being fired. Not in the series. Obviously, it's not how it went, but, I mean, I'm still I not mean, a fan. He could, the Bucs could win the title in five. Let's say they just sweep after they lost the first one. I would still not be a fan of Coach Bud. That guy. Yeah, I don't think yeah, anyone's in favor of Coach guy. Bud at this point. But I do think this game, too. I mean, I picked Suns in, in six before the series, and mm-hmm. I think that's probably still a decent estimation on what I'd say. So, but I do think that this game too is pretty big, and I I do think we have a chance if we can win this game and get then get one at home. I I don't hate our chances to win two out of the last three. So I actually had it wrong before the series. I thought that the Bucks were going to be favored and the Suns were going to win six. The odds came out and the Suns were favored. I think it was like minus one fifty one thirty five for the series, which kind of threw me off, which made me want to go counter opinion and take the Bucks. Uh, I'm not going to overreact to game one. It was still close. I do think it's going to be a good series. It's going to go six. I was favoring the Suns. I'm still favoring the Suns. Um, but I think it's easy to write off the Bucks. Yeah, I'm not writing off the Bucks I'm at all. I'm not writing off I the Bucks at all. I even think that game one showed me that the Bucks are going to be in this series. Like, given everything that was against them, Giannis coming back with no rest, Suns having a ton of rest, final road finals game one chris paul having Mm -hmm. like basically the game one of the games of his life and they were still like almost in it Giannis was plus one point differential in his minutes like if anything that showed me i I do think that we can we can stay in the series and and it's just going to come down to like middleton i think really what it's going to come down to is middleton and holiday Booker and Paul and just who is like basically the more efficient duo out of the two and yeah. holiday was a zero in game one. So we need, yeah. we need more out of him. Although if you're going to go between Booker and holiday, you're going to go Booker every time if you have the pick. So I would say it's more between Booker and Middleton. What you get between those two. Yeah. But if holiday played like he did against the Hawks, I mean, Especially yeah. once Giannis went out, like he was very good. He was great defensively. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't expect him to have as bad of a performance at all again in this series. Like he's, he, ha- I mean, he just has to be better. We know Drew Holiday's better than what he showed us in Game One. We know that. Yeah, to me, he's and I expect, like. I'll say right now, I expect the Bucks to take Game Two. I'm excited to watch it. It might not. Still on the road, it's a tough game, but I do expect them to take Game Two. Yeah, and even if they lose Game Two, I mean, they lost back-to-back games in Brooklyn, like game one and game two and they lost game two by like 50 so even if they lose like everyone's gonna, gonna say the series is over but it's not i'm with you, yeah, I'm with you. even not. if they go down two oh it's not over not even close yeah and so i just want to touch on the holiday thing like when he when Giannis wasn't playing what happened was holiday got in a good rhythm because he he was handling the ball more he was taking better shots like he got in a good rhythm and that helped him and 
And now with Giannis back, he just totally lost that rhythm. He so, looked, yeah, let, like he, he was not a part this. of the offense. The, the people that are saying the Bucks are better without Giannis are completely ridiculous. The Bucks are a thousand times better with Giannis, but the ball movement itself is better as a team ball movement without him. Yes, because he's not isolating at the top every other every other possession. Well, and that's not even it's not even like Giannis's fault for that. Honestly, it's these no, other maybe. guys. Like when you have four dudes watching one dude, it's mm-hmm. just not going to be good for anyone. They need all those other guys to be moving around like the Warriors do when, say, Draymond has the ball. But you have Steph cutting one way, you have Clay cutting another, you have KD popping out, like, and, and then you just kind of pick and choose where you pass it to if you drive. Like, it just opens it up for everyone. And what the Bucks do is they have four dudes standing at the three-point line, five defenders watching Giannis, and Giannis trying to drive in the five guys. <laughs> Giannis and, trying, yeah, into the paint and maybe get, catch a foul to break a free throw. Yeah, Absolutely. so it's yeah. like boggles my mind. Like, how do you not have Middleton and Holiday like, setting screens for each other, moving yeah. off ball? Absolutely. Like, You're absolutely right about that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still saying, like, Suns and Six, I think, is my prediction, but um, I do think this will be, an, uh, like, a good series. Yeah, it'll, it definitely. Okay, cool. Let's talk about, so I want to talk about two other things. NBA free agency is like basically already kind of starting. I mean, you have guys. The non-tampering tampering period is underway. Yeah, you have guys playing in the Olympics, like recruiting each other. You have guys like Kelly Oubre going on podcasts and whatnot. And I'm just very interested to see like what some of these teams do. I mean, the Nets, I think, are an interesting team. Like, you got to figure that they're going to keep KD, Harden, and Kyrie together. You, you think they will? I mean, I, at 100%. They absolutely but, will. I mean, I don't think it would That's be the ridiculous. dumbest thing to trade Kyrie, but like, they I won't. Think they though, won't. That'll piss off Kevin. There's no yeah, way. So, so I, th- but then also, I think that like everyone's talking about Spencer Dinwiddie leaving. Like, I think they need to re sign him. And I think if you have those three, Spencer Dinwiddie, and you put like Blake Griffin at center, that team is much better than the team that they had so this I year. I don't know the ins and outs of the of the uh, salary cap of the Nets. Do they have room to sign Dinwiddie to like a minute? Yeah, they have. They have room to bring him back. They have room to bring him back because because they can just use like their bird rights on him and oh, okay. re-sign him into that. Uh, but I mean, it's going to be costly for them with the uh, luxury packs. But I mean, they're in New York. Like you have Kevin Durant. Like it's time that like if you, if there's ever a time to pay if that. It's time to go all in. It's now. Yeah. It's like. And, and they could have traded him at the deadline to get some help this year. Like, I think that everyone's talking about him leaving. Like, he's going to be back, and the Nets are going to be even better. Which is gonna... Why wouldn't you want to stay and get some credit? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, they're going to win last year. They're going to win it with me this year. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I think he's going to stay, which brings me to the point of, like, all these other teams. So, you've got, like, the Lakers. I mean, the Lake, like, you have LeBron and AD. Like, they need to make some moves. Like, you can't just be, like, Resigning Dennis it, Schroeder. No, I think like, let Schroeder walk right. Get some, but, yeah, but yeah, but they they don't have cap space. So what they're going to need to do is like do a signing trade with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, but like I saw Dennis Schroeder play at the end of this season. Like he Not wasn't good. a guy I want on my nope. team. Nope. So like I kind of think the late like I'm interested to see what the Lakers do. Like there's talk about Demar Derozan going there on like a cheap deal, but I don't even think that's a good fit with LeBron and AD. Yeah, the pain would be quite clogged up with DeMar DeRozan there. It's on offense anyways, but yeah, that's not so, a yeah. need. 
I think that's like the Lakers, what the Lakers end up doing is going to be very interesting. Cause if you have LeBron and AD healthy, like you're going to be in the mix. You need some guys to put around them to compete with like the Nets and the Clippers, which the Clippers are like another team I want to go over. Like what the hell is going on with Kawhi Leonard? Like, does he have a torn ACL? Like, no, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't. No one really knows. But mm, I want to say no. So why is he so quiet? Like, why? What is? What do you mean? Why is he so quiet? Too. He he's literally never going to tell you anything. He doesn't tell us anything. Like, I don't understand. That's I don't understand. Like, what's going on with him? Like, like the like. This is an entertainment like industry. That's what you need to tell people what your injury too. is. What do you like? That's what happened. Yeah, and so thing, dude, this is just thing. weak. He didn't, he didn't this tell is just ridiculous. Want to be traded? Ridiculous practices by Kawhi Leonard. Like, and then of but course he's going to get whatever he wants. That in free agency. With, if you if you have a healthy Kawhi Leonard, you're going to be in the hunt for a title. So like, you have to put up with whatever BS of his. So do you think is. he's going to re-sign with the Clippers? Yeah, because he doesn't want to leave LA. I do think he's going to re-sign with the Clippers. Because I don't think so he, he, I don't think he loves or hates his teammates anywhere he goes. I think he's the same mundane dude that just likes balling. Like he'll he'll figure it out with his teammates, and if he needs to, he'll carry the team. Obviously, he had a little bit of help with Kyle Lowry, but I think you could have plugged in twenty plus other point guards on that Raptors team to help him. Yeah, Siakam was okay, but it's not like he was the piece that put them over the top. So, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the, with the Warriors, the Warriors are the other team I want I want to talk about. And they have a, a lot of, like, young assets and picks. They have Curry, Thompson, and Draymond, who, I mean, other than the, the next guard. big three, they, if, if Clay's healthy, they might be the best big three in the NBA besides the Nets. Um, and so, like, they got Wiggins. They got some other pieces. Like, they need to make a move or somehow get one of these picks to step up and, like, they could be a really formidable team if Clay Thompson is healthy. So, like, what are your thoughts on the Warriors potentially being in contention next year? Yeah, I mean, I've said that the entire season, this season, that next season they're going to make a deep run, probably at least Western Conference Finals. I'll say that now. The healthy Steph and Clay, if they can stay healthy, I think if you even if you keep Wiggins and Ubre, they're still going to be extremely competitive. Those guys are solid. Draymond. It's not going to be anything offensively. So, so say, so say, so say they bring back, say it's just Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, bring back Looney and Ubre, and, and then you have Wiseman, the picks like Jordan Poole. Like, is that team a, a one seed, two seed, three? Like, how? how I mean, I'm not going to give them the one seed with a stacked West, especially being healthier next year. But I will say, the I would, I would. Be shocked if they weren't vying for a top three seed in the West. Okay. So, so you, I don't. I don't I think, think. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a guaranteed slam dunk. Get them to the finals roster, but I do think yeah. them in position to add a piece either at the deadline or throughout the season to make that move. Yeah, I think you're a little higher on them than I am, but yeah, I'm think. I think with that roster, they'd be maybe a four, four through three through six, depending on how things break. But the one thing about this Warriors team that people forget is. This Warriors team went toe to toe with LeBron and AD, both healthy, playing well. And that team, that LeBron and AD team, was gonna beat the Suns when they were when both yeah. of them. So the I Suns' mean, fortune is crazy. They got to take advantage of this. Like, and, yeah. and so I mean, the Warriors were playing well. Like they should have beaten that Laker team in a one-game situation where LeBron and AD both playing healthy mm-hmm. and playing well. Like I think. 
But I don't like that one game sample size for this for this comparison. Just saying like, oh, the Warriors are better than the Lakers. Like, obviously, in a series, they would have gotten smoked I, if the Lakers are healthy. So like, I, I see. I don't. I don't know though because the Warriors were playing really well at the end of last year. Like they went on a run. Steph was playing in, out of his mind. Like Wiggins he was, was so, playing well. So what I'm saying is, if Steph is playing any any semblance of the way he was this past season, like towards, especially in the back half with a healthy Clay, with Wiseman coming back, with everyone coming back, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be a top three seed. Yeah, I mean, I. Think that's why I'm it, so high on them. Like they were playing so well at the end of the season. Yeah, and they have they have help coming back and health for that matter. Yeah, so I mean, I think it really just depends on like what Clay Thompson they're getting. If they're getting like all NBA Clay Thompson, they're right in business. Um, but I do think that they can make some moves around the edges of the roster to improve. So, um, and then the picks, like if they hit on one of those picks, like if they get the Lamelo, the Tyrese Halliburton, the one of those guys, like then they get, and they get if you're big, and they you're get big hit on the draft kind of guy, but, but obviously I mean, it's much harder. And it, well, they do have two. They have two uh, two lottery picks, so they have a shot. They do. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about the the lottery in the draft, though. And Jerry, I know you probably haven't uh, gone over this as much in in read as much research as I have, just because you guys only have one pick and you're sixteenth, and the Warriors have the seventh pick and the fourteenth pick. Um, and there's some. I think this is a really fun draft. I think this is a very good draft. Um, Isn't it the top six are basically can't miss and then it falls off? So I think that wrong? what I think uh, what I think it is is I think there's a top four that is a really pretty much all can't miss prospects. Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Nobly, Evan Nobley, and Jalen Suggs. I think those four guys are all guys that will be potential have the potential to be top three players on a NBA championship team. Um, and then I think there's a, and then I, some people are high on Jonathan Kaminga. Some people are high on Scotty Barnes. Like those guys to me, like, I just don't know if they can shoot. And I feel like in today's NBA, if you can't shoot, you need to be so good at everything else. And like, these guys are hyped up as like really good prospects because of their body. They're both like six, eight wings. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't shoot and you're a six, eight wing, like what does that make you like? A worse you know? Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. So like, we'll see about them, but I do think that I, I think that the Toronto Raptors as the fourth pick got incredibly lucky. I mean, they're going to be able to get a franchise cornerstone and they weren't even that bad this year. I think the Warriors will be able to add someone. I really like Moses Moody out of Arkansas. He's like your classic 3 and D wing. I'd be very interested if the Warriors got him. Mark that down. Uh, Moody. Our boy our boy Chris Duarte. And we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little uh a little predict the pick for the NBA draft. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we should for sure do that. So Chris Duarte is is our boy. I think he's gonna be a top probably twenty pick. Apparently he has a promise in the first round and, and no one knows what team, but apparently he's got a promise. So he's not doing any workouts or anything, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm pumped for this draft. It's going to be a really fun draft. And I think a lot, I think there's, I think there's a good amount of rookies in this class who are going to be able to make an impact on teams. And last, right last thing before we get out of here, Cunningham is pretty close to a lock at one. I think they'd be pretty stupid to not take Cunningham. I, I do think they'll consider Jalen Green. Uh, okay. Cunning, Cunningham is more of like Cunningham's almost like a Lamelo. He's like a six-seven, like 
guy who's going to handle the ball. He's going to drive. He's going to try to get others involved. Like he does have, he does shoot and, and do that, but he's more of like pass first type of big, like wing slash guard. Whereas Jalen green apparently is just like a, a, like a scorer. Like he's like more of like the Anthony Edwards, like, well, like, get buckets but he's definitely more polished than anthony edwards and he's Mm -hmm. he's also uh anthony edwards is like six three maybe but jalen green's like six six he's like a definitely like a prototype (laughs) yeah he's like a shooting guard he's just your classic shooting guard who's gonna be you know almost like a devin booker type so um it for me it kind of just more depends on what you value and i i think the passing for kate cunningham is probably a little bit better all right my final thought before we wrap up is the suns two years ago i believe they had 19 wins uh insane what they're doing i never thought in a million years that chris paul would be the piece that got them there put them over the top i've been anti chris paul he's kind of starting to win me over um unreal what the Suns have done in two years it's unlike anything we've ever seen really in the NBA that quick of a turnaround so if they can do it Orlando Magic can do it that's what I'm going to leave you with yeah I like that Jerry so thanks for listening to the Tasha Jerry pod don't forget to check us out on 2tvsports.com our Instagram and our Twitter and also listen to the Love Letters Baseball pod starring Jackson Roberts talking all things baseball. You know you're not getting that much baseball coverage on this pod. So that's why you came up with a baseball pod, Jerry. So it's on me. Uh, I love it. Yeah, for now, 2TV Sports signing off Mike. <laughs>